Hey y'all, it's Editing Gwen. Uh, in a move that surprises no one, I managed to completely screw up my audio levels during this recording of Teen and Squee. So, if this is something that is unbearable to you, go ahead and skip this one. Uh, we wouldn't be able to fix it without completely re-recording the audio, and y'all were already waiting on a late episode, so we decided to publish this one anyway. But if you can't deal with it, that's chill. I, I cannot blame you. It's bad. However, if you would like to stick around for the chaos, because trust me, there is plenty of chaos to be had in this episode, feel free to green and bear it. Just stick it on through. We'd love to, we'd love to have you. In addition, I would like to issue a trigger warning. As has been the case for the last few episodes, this episode contains some discussion of topics of sexual assault and grooming. If these are sensitive topics to you, go ahead and skip this episode, and we'll see you next time. Cool? Cool. Hold on tight, spider monkeys. Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Gwen. And we are Teen Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. Today we are discussing Eclipse, the film. It's the third film in the five-film Twilight Saga. This is the worst film in the five-film <laughs> Twilight Saga. Yup. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying to, like, you know, throw it in a positive light. We're, like, almost done with Eclipse coverage. This is the last little blip of Eclipse, and then we're fucking done. And we can move on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Breaking mm -hmm. Dawn's much better, but at least Eclipse is done. Also today, we have a very special guest in the studio. The studio being the floor of my room. <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody say hi to Zilla, who is currently passed out behind me. If you hear heavy breathing, it's her. She's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Zilla. <laughs> You might also hear barking. Uh, we have three foster puppies downstairs who are all like 12 weeks old and very excitable. So I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> There's so many puppies in one house. It's amazing. Oh it's, it's also so smelly. Oh, yeah. I bet it smells like dog up to high heaven. Amazing. It's what I imagine Emily and Sam's house smells like. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, true. Except, except I'm sure their house smells worse because there's also the stench of teenage boy. <laughs> oh, that's such a bad combo. Ooh, teenage boy like B.O. and like the wet dog werewolf smell. Ugh. That sounds utterly disgusting. Zero An immersive dog. experience. Oh my goodness. Do you remember <laughs> when uh, we were little? I don't know if this is something you experienced, but when we were really little... We must have only been, like, somewhere between four and six years old. But Rugrats Go Wild came out in theaters, and it was an immersive, like, smell-o-vision experience oh. where when you bought a ticket and you went to go to the into the theater, they would hand you a scratch-and-sniff card, and at certain times during the movie, an icon would pop up on the screen telling you which sticker to <laughs> sniff, like, which sticker to scratch-and-sniff. And I just... That's a core memory for me, and I want that desperately for the Twilight yes. films, because I think it would be a truly immersive experience. Yes, me too. Oh, I wish there was, like, little <laughs> cues in the book or, like, on the movie screen when you're watching, and it's like, smell the Edward sticker. You know what he smells like now. Congratulations. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, very into, like, perfume and cologne TikTok, so I'm just... Seeing all these scents, and I'm like, I wonder what, like, Edward would smell like, or what Jacob would smell like in this. I'm also just curious, like, obviously the Cullens would wash their clothing when it gets dirty, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they aren't going to not wash yeah. their clothes. But do vampires sweat? I feel like they don't, because they don't have like, a shower. If you don't actually get your clothes dirty in the sense that you, like, get something on them, then... yeah. Do they need to wash their clothes? Does Edward smell like anything? Because if he doesn't have to wash his clothes, he doesn't even smell like detergent. No. So, and he can't sweat, so he doesn't have, like, a natural musk. What's his, 
what do vampires smell like? I know it says in the books, like, Bella describes him smelling, like, very sweet to her. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering for why. Why does he smell sweet? <laughs> like, is it the blood he's drinking? I don't know. And That's what I want everyone to send to our email this yes. week, is your descriptions of what you think uh, Edward smells like and why. Yes. Because I'm horribly curious, because Jacob is much easier. Like, I'm sure he has a very musky smell. Easy to pick mm-hmm. out, because I'm like, he's a boy, and Bella's like, he smells very earthy. So I'm like, okay, so he has, like, a natural musk going. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Edward, mystery. Mystery smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure they smell like, I'm sure the vampires smell like blood. Yeah. And that's why, like, Jake is so turned off by mm-hmm. how they smell. But a human nose isn't strong enough to necessarily yeah. pick up on that. Like, Bella doesn't think Jake smells like a dog. Mm-hmm. And so why would she think the Cullens smell like blood? But yeah. honestly, the, like, sickly, the, the, the Bella thinking he smells sweet thing and that potentially being the blood, I think makes sense to me, and it's a further argument for the fact that she was always destined to be a vampire, because she finds the scent of blood sweet and enticing. Yes, which is so interesting, because, like, in the first book, she girl really went from being, like, Belle's blood smells like rust to being, like, Edward smells delicious. I'm like, Bella, girl, you gotta pick a lane, because that's both blood scent. So, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it rusty or is it sweet? It's not both. Those are opposite scents. <laughs> Maybe she's just never smelled animal blood properly before. <laughs> oh, tr- oh, true. They must have a, like a, a, dis- a different scent than like the nomads because they drink animal blood, not human blood. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this Who's is not say? about Eclipse, but... This is not about Eclipse. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Eclipse opens uh, with a scene of Riley Beers Mm -hmm. getting bitten by Victoria on the streets of Seattle. It's a bold choice, but it's a choice that I like because it immediately sets us up for what is going to happen in this film. The film does what the book doesn't give us plot throughout (laughs) the entirety. It's so true, though. I get get it's a struggle bus because when she's writing, she's writing in, like, first-person narrative. So it's hard Mm -hmm. to, like, narrate what's going on in Seattle. But I feel like the the prologue didn't have to be, you know, Eddie Mm -hmm. and the the fight later on. I feel like it could have been a Riley moment instead. Mm -hmm. And then we launch Mm -hmm. into Bella. Like, the the movie was like, I see you, Stephanie. I think this is horrible. I'm changing it. And mm-hmm, I agree mm-hmm. with what the movie did for, like, that one instance. It was a yeah. good choice. That continues to be a thing throughout this film mm-hmm. is I was watching it and I made it 30 minutes in and was already halfway through the book. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, this film actually is plot-driven. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Because the first Twilight film wasn't. No. And New Moon objectively has more plot than the others. Mm -hmm. And then this one, suddenly it was like, oh, the plot exists from the very beginning. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I I can appreciate that. And what confuses me about it is that the same woman wrote the screenplays for all of the Twilight films. Yeah. So, like, the the differences in the ways that they are written and the ways that they are structured is just wild to me because it's not even a matter of, like, the books themselves being different mm-hmm. in structure. Like, again, New Moon is objectively more plot-heavy than Twilight and Eclipse. Yes. But I'd argue that Twilight and Eclipse have the same sort of narrative structure where they have a whole bunch of exposition and angst, (laughs) and then all of a sudden in the last 200 pages, the plot happens. Yes, I would agree with that. I'm wondering, I'm like, wow, the direct, like, the director's styles must have, like, really influenced that, because, like, Catherine Hardwick Mm -hmm. seemed very about, like, the very pretty shots and, like, Mm -hmm. aesthetic, opposed to, like, I don't know the director of this film, so my B nameless director i don't know Didn't... all i know is it was a man i know it was a man because 
it was every like, every film other than the first one yep. was directed by a man instead yep. of a woman which is a travesty unto it itself really because is. these books were written for women about mm-hmm. women by a woman yep and though i applaud his like plot momentum forward like director skill he misses the the aesthetic, the like the cult vibes of the first movie and what makes the first movie so great and campy. Like they take themselves David too Slade. Seriously. Oh, okay. He, David Slade takes the movie a bit too seriously and all the male directors make that mistake by making these a little bit more serious than it, than they need to be. Like Catherine Hardwick was having a blast on Twilight and I can tell when I watch it. I'm like, wow. This is a great time. Anyways, I digress. So right off the bat, I just want to say, Edward is immediately too horny in this film. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, the first (laughs) shot we have of Bella and Edward is them in the meadow, and Bella is reading the Robert Frost poem Mm -hmm. out loud as if she's studying for her English final. Yeah. And while she's trying to study, Edward is behind her, like playing with her hair and kissing her neck and yeah. trying to seduce her. And I'm like, this is not the Edward Cullen no, I know. It's too horny. <laughs> so horny. I'm like, Eddie, what are you doing? That's supposed to be Bella. Maybe if Edward was reading the poem and Bella was trying to pull on the moves, I would I would buy it. But mm-hmm. this is not it. We'll say, this is the first time we've seen the meadow appropriately. Yeah. Because whatever they decided to use as the meadow in the first film was not, not a meadow. No. And then in the second film, the meadow is dead. Yeah. And so we finally got the meadow, and I'm like, it's so pretty. It's I so wanna pretty. I wanna I wanna have a picnic. Same. It's so gorgeous. And I'm like, finally, they took the note. Thank God. I want to get dressed up with Alyssa yeah. and go out there and have a little teddy bear picnic yes. and take all the Instagram photos. Yes, I want a cottagecore, aesthetically pleasing, like little cute little picnic moment. Oh, it's all I want. <laughs> but then Bella goes home and uh, Charlie comes on screen and my note was that uh, Charlie is so pretty and I always forget about He's it so until hot. he shows up. Charlie is so hot, and I didn't realize it till I was older, and now whenever he's on screen, I, I stare at him, and I'm like, wow. You shouldn't realize it until you're older, frankly. Yeah, honestly. Well, I'm like, you don't want to find the dad character attractive when you're, like, 13. Mm-hmm. That needs to happen when you're, like, 18. And the thing is that it's been so long since I've watched a Twilight film in general, because the last one we watched was New Moon, oh, yeah, that was a while ago. and that was back in November. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so, and so, it's been so long that I was watching it, and all of a sudden Billy Burke shows up, mm-hmm. and I was like, aw, Billy Burke's cute. Cool. Yeah. And also, Charlie's written so much better in the film. He is. They make him so Charlie much better. Charlie is written better. Jake is written yeah. better. Yeah. Edward is written worse. Yeah, they made Edward look like a bitch. Yeah. And, like, I'm... Also, everyone everyone in this film is so hot and their wigs are so Oh, terrible. they're awful. Like, Worst wigs of the whole series. The characters are the hottest they have ever been in this film series, and their wigs are the worst oh, they've so ever bad. been. They it's do them so distressing. Alice looks like a, like a fucking Karen with her haircut, and I'm like, this is not the pixie moment I want for her. This is awful. A zero out of ten. And Bella's wig, ugh, horrible. Negative zero. Negative, like, ten out of ten. Ugh. So if we're, if we're moving through things kind of chronologically here, I want to also address one of my favorite lines in this entire film, which is at lunch with their mortal friends when... Uh, Alice is like, I've decided to throw a party. And, and Angela's, Angela goes, like, at your house? And Jessica, played by the incomparable Anna Kendrick, just blank-faced turns in, to Alice and goes, I've never seen your house. Nobody's <laughs> ever my, seen their house. It's my favorite line in this film. It's, it's be- so... the most beautifully delivered moment. It's, it's so 10 funny. out of 10. I love it. I also want to know why... Edward is always parking like an asshole. Oh, he's a in dick. In the school parking lot. He always parks diagonally in the middle of a driving lane. 
I would have hit his car out of spite. Like, one day, I think I would have just lost my patience and had a really bad day. I'd be like, God damn it, Edward, fucking park your car in the stall like the rest of us. Oh, whoopsie. I hit the corner of your vehicle. My bad. Like, I understand that it's, like, an aesthetic choice for the shot. Yeah. Like, I get that. But can't you get an aesthetic shot of him actually pulling into a parking space um, like a normal human? <laughs> Diagonal parking, angled parking, can be sexy, too, Edward. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue, honestly, that angled parking is the most sexy of all parking configurations. It's the easiest. It makes my brain so happy to just be like, meep, meep, pull right in. I feel like a hot lady can do my business. It's the Y turn of parking. Yes, it is. Your life is made easier. And I'm like, Edward, you're Eddie, you know, you're already so hot. Like, just you can increase that hotness by parking correctly in in an angled parking spot. Thank you. I'll also say I watched this film on one and a half speed, as I have (laughs) been with all of them. And this film in particular, like the last two, watching it on one and a half speed, just felt like, okay, it's Twilight, but fast. <laughs> this one changed the, inj- it changed the entire genre of the film. <laughs> it went from being like an angsty teen romance film to just straight up comedy. Oh, straight yeah, up parody it. comedy. It was so funny. Oh, I need to try that sometime. that sounds amazing i also want to talk about bella's outfits in the movie because they're somehow the worst they have ever been she is not literally mentioned that about the graduation party in particular i was like once again i want to talk to whoever did the costume design for these films because you cannot convince me that alice cullen let bella wear that atrocious pale blue three-quarter sleeve button-up to her graduation Absolutely party. Absolutely not. And all of Bella's friends are wearing, like, homecoming-level yeah. party dresses. No. Like, listen. Like, they're like, oh, Bella's casual. She's a tomboy. I'm like, just because she's casual does not mean she has to dress like shit. And you have to, like, dress her in these weird outfits and make her look like her grad party outfits. Like, you know, a Catholic school uniform. She can dress cute, too. She can wear a cute pair of jeans and a fucking normal-ass blouse. Like, a peasant blouse would have worked great for that scenario. I'm just saying. Bad. (laughs) Well, I mean, her clothes did get stolen. (sighs) Alice would not have let that happen. What the fuck? No, she would have bought her new clothes. Yeah. Like, she, it's just like, oh, perfect excuse to take you shopping, Bella, and elevate your style. And you know what? I agree with Alice on that one. You know that Alice has an entire closet for Bella in that yes. house already that she just hasn't told Bella about Absolutely. yet. Like, she she knows. She's been curating this closet for Bella. And one day she'll be mm-hmm. like, here you go, Bella. Here are all these clothes I got you. They're perfect for mm-hmm. you. They're your style. But, like, tan France it. Like, elevate it a little bit. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, minor spoiler for Midnight Sun, Edward talks about how Alice is in charge of all of the shopping mm-hmm. and everything, like, does all of the, the apparel shopping for the Cullens, and will just come home with stuff and be like, I thought this would fit you. I thought this would be good for you. You know she has started doing that for Bella yeah. as well. You know Absolutely. she has. And so you cannot tell me... You cannot tell me that Alice Cullen is letting Bella Swan walk around parties like this. No. No, 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 no. Like, her, especially when it's thrown in her honor, like, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're all graduating, but this is Bella's grad party. Let's all be honest here. They're throwing it for her. What the fuck? Also, in the book, she's wearing a dress, so, like. Mm -hmm. Also, so, the... The wig is so Alice has already purchased Bella's wedding dress. Yup. Like she has a closet for Bella at their house. Yeah. And not a single blue button up is included no. in that wardrobe. Like, I I guess I get that I'm like, yeah, nothing's gonna look good with the wig they put Kristen in because it's horrible and it's ugly. And I'm like, no matter what she wears, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. But also they didn't try dressing her cute they put her in like a bunch of different flannels and said good enough 
That was like she is also the only member of the cast who still looks like a teenager to me. Yeah, in this film. everybody else looks like they're in their 30s. Yeah, uh, I mean Taylor Lautner still kind of yeah, looks, looks like young. a teen. Yeah, he still looks young, but everyone else looks like they're in their 30s. Rob Sideburns did him dirty. It aged <laughs> him. Those sideburns are atrocious. Again, Edward in this movie is not cute to me. I know. I'm like, I watched it, and I was like, no wonder I was Team Jacob for the Eclipse movie. Like, Eddie not looking good, and 13 year old Alyssa was yes. Team Edward, Team Jacob based on hotness alone. And in addition to the atrocious sideburns, which I can only think about uh, Amanda Amanda Bynes in She's the Man <laughs> when I see Edward's sideburns. But in addition to that, he also has, like, so much chest hair poking he out does. of his shirt at all times. Ah. Why? Who made that choice? Who? Also, I want to know if vampires continue to grow hair. I feel like they can't. I'm like, if everything stops aging, that means things can't yeah. grow anymore, which means, I guess, if you, hopefully you liked your haircut when you got turned into a vampire, because you're kind of mm -hmm. fucked now. I was like, I feel like they and can like, style it, but like, yeah. not, not, I mean, I guess they could cut it if they want, but they would just never grow yeah. out. Yeah, because like, their skin s stops being skin, and yeah. it just becomes like marble, so... That's they don't have flesh mm -hmm. or skin cells, so their hair and nails cannot grow? Question mark? That's my general guess, which would make sense, <laughs> I guess, like, why Alice's hair is stuck in pixie land forever, because she was changed in the 1920s, so, like, fucking rip, I guess. Well, at least she looks good, because, like, people do look good with pixie <laughs> haircuts. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> so... I think that asshole Jake in this film is hilarious. It's, he's like, such a whiny he, baby. He's an asshole, but he it's like a hilarious asshole. It's why when you watch it fast, the entire genre of the film shifts. Because when you're watching it at normal speed, there's enough dramatic pausing that you're like, oh, it's a drama. But if you're not watching it at normal speed, it's just like a parody film. And it's amazing. <laughs> I would love to see like their first reunion scene where he's like telling her i'd rather you be dead than one of them at like just sped up a little bit because i feel like it'd be super mm -hmm. funny mm -hmm. it's all... and jake is written so much better yeah. in this film like no wonder everyone was team jacob over this film yeah it i i feel strongly that it had nothing to do with the book i know that's not true i know they're a team jacob but people out there who fell in love with him through the book, mm -hmm. but I'm saying right here and now that the majority of people who are Team Jacob are Team Jacob because of this film. Yep. Be well, and New Moon. And New uh, Moon, yeah. Because, one, Taylor Lautner is hot, <laughs> and two, movie Jake is written to be much more self-aware mm -hmm. and much more kind yeah. and just less of a terrible human than book Jacob is. And so you can look at movie Jacob and say, yeah, he's he's fucking up, but then also look at him and be like, he's a good, you know, he's making good friendship mm -hmm. choices. When when he makes good friendship choices, they are good ones. Yes. And he apologizes for the yes. bad ones. Like, that's the biggest difference to me was when he showed up to the graduation <gasps> party. Yes! He, he apologized, and it wasn't just his, like, I'm sorry our ki first yeah. kiss happened that way. Say, I'm sorry it for being was, an ass. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry about the kiss, about your hand, about everything. I'd like to blame the whole, like, inner animal thing, but really it was just me being an ass. So yeah. I'm sorry, and it won't happen again. Yep, and I was like, like there you go, that's an apology. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, Bella can forgive him, yeah. and I won't... I won't be like, Bella, why? <laughs> yeah, because it's an actual apology. He's actually sincere and feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. And then he brings it up later when he's carrying her to, like, mark the scent. He's like, he teases her a little bit about, like, making her nervous. But then he's like, I promised I would not kiss you again until you asked me. And that's the way and, things are. And she says, you're going to be waiting a long time, Chief. And he laughs Yeah, about like, it. it's a good cool joke. Yeah, and it's not a, like, ha, 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 I know better than you. I'm laughing at how yeah. absurd you're being. 
laugh. It's a ha ha, yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. And I actually believe he's in love with her, if that makes any sense. Like, when he and Edward are in the tent and they're having that conversation, like, Jacob, like, it melts me a little bit. I'm like, wow, he's being so sincere and, like, he's being so gentle about this. And he is not being a dick to Edward. Like, he's actually, like, asking for his advice because he's like, oh, I'm going to have to prepare to lose her soon. So, like what was it like? Like, I really love her. And I'm like, Jacob, that's it, babe. That's what we want from you. This is why I was team Jacob for this movie, because they wrote Edward to be a massive dick, like a massive controlling dick. Yes, yes. He's controlling. He's a dick. All of his, like, sweet moments are cut down to just the upsetting things that he Uh says. Like, oh gosh, did I write it down? I must have written it down. Hold on. Oh, nope, so I did not so write it cute. down. <laughs> He's just, Hello. She's just like, hi. Mm-hmm. Here ah. I am. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love baby. You. She went to the vet today. Oh, poor baby. They're lying in bed. <gasps> and yes. they're having the, like, uh, they're, they're having the, oh, is it the like, I want you to change me. No, I've lived through what what you're asking me to do to you like that's not a good idea that discussion that happens very early on in the book Mm -hmm. and edward makes a comment to her just like completely dismissing what she's feeling yep (laughs) and basically being like no i know better shut up yep and that's where they like end the scene they don't give him his humor they don't give him the sweet and tender moments in addition to that it's just the awful shit that he says yep and like for i don't know how they made him more but like the florida like when he like took her to florida like that whole parking lot scene with jacob and bella and edward Mm -hmm. i wanted to punch edward in the face like he was being such a fucking dick and being like I want to tell her, like, stop trying to tell her Jacob. And Jacob, Jacob's the one. I'm like, yeah, Jacob, you're right. She does deserve to know. And Edward's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to keep it. I'm like, what's going on here? In the book, it's, like, totally, like, reversed. He's like, I promise I'll tell you next time. In the movie, he's mm-hmm. like, I did it for your protection. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. y'all, like, made Edward an asshole. Yeah. And the he stays that way through the entire uh-huh. film. The only time he's less of an asshole is in the proposal scene, which is one of the very few scenes that I will say I enjoyed more in the film. Same. I agree. In terms of of Bella and Edward scenes. I think that overall, the film is superior to the book. I would agree. Um, The film is not a great film by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a watchable film, and the book at times feels unreadable. Yeah. And so... I would say that the film is better than the book. However, my favorite parts of the book are are worse in the film. Yeah, And the one exception to that is the proposal scene, which I think is better in the film than it was in the book. Like, it's not absent from the film. It's made better by the film. Because instead of Bella constantly being throughout the entire scene being like, I don't want to get married. I just want to have sex. I don't want to get married. I just want to have sex. And Edward being like, no, I'm protecting your virtue. No, I'm going to hurt you. And them dragging it out for so long. And then him being like, will you just let me propose to you properly? Instead, it's a very short conversation in which he says, I don't want to hurt you. And she's like, you make me feel like I'm some villain stealing your virtue. And he goes, it's not my virtue I'm worried about. And she goes, seriously? And he goes, listen, if I had met you when I was human, this is what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And he talks about courting her and asking for her father's permission and everything like that. And then uh, I would have gotten down on one knee yeah. and presented you with a ring. And he pulls out his mother's ring. So cute. The ring's ugly, but the moment's cute. Yeah, and that scene is actually, like, genuinely compelling and sweet in the film in a way it wasn't in the book. Yeah. I really, really like it. Yes, I agree. I like the switch up. I like that they, like, pushed through, like, the stupid, like, bickering that they were doing in the book. Like, the repetitive, circular bickering. And they're like, no, let's move to the point here because it's kind of useless to do that. Also, the kissing in that scene, hot. 
It's a hot <laughs> moment for Edward and Bella. Good for them. You know a scene in the film that is so much worse yes. than it was in the movie? The Rosalie scene. And you want to know why? It's because instead of Rosalie seeking out Bella to tell her story of her own volition, it happens because Bella confronts her about Mm -hmm. hating her. And Rosalie, when Bella arrives out on the patio, says, go and annoy someone else or go and bother someone else about wanting to be a newborn. Yep. And I don't like it because it makes... Rosalie still be a bitch. Yeah, it makes her bratty. It looks like she's she like mm-hmm. went and is she, she's going off to pout, and Bella has to be the mature one and go confront her. When in reality, mm-hmm. that's not what happened at all in the book. Yeah, what happened is Rosalie was trying to be a friend mm-hmm. and extend a, a a white flag to yeah. Bella, and it's their first genuine moment of connection and friendship, mm-hmm. and. The movie decided, nah. Yep. They're like, no, she's gonna be a bitch still. Mm -hmm. Rose's story is still incredibly compelling. Yeah. It's well told. I like the the flashback scenes. I I like them in her story better than Jasper's. I agree. Not not even because of the like subject matter of it. It's just I feel like it's done better with hers than it is with Jasper's for some reason. I couldn't tell you exactly why, but it is. I just think it is. I just think Um, I like the aesthetic more. I'm like, oh, I just like the aesthetic and like the costume and like the time period, like that her Mm -hmm. her flashbacks are in. I think it's so much more pretty. I also think it flows better from like the happy moments to when she was turned. Like it's very clear. Mm -hmm. And Jasper's, Mm -hmm. it's like dragged out a little bit. Not a fan. Jasper's just a cowboy, and I'm never, I've am never i never been a fan of cowboy movies. No, especially <laughs> when he's a Confederate soldier. I'm like, this is not... This is not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But I just... I wish they had let Rose approach Bella. I feel like it could have mm-hmm. been done. Yeah, it could have. Um, because... So here's the thing is like I understand you have to make some changes from the book to the film in order to adapt it properly. Like obviously that's going to happen. Yeah. But what leads up to that scene is Bella punches Jake, they come home, Carlisle is patching up Bella's hand and wrapping it, Emmett and Rose enter the room, and Emmett says, Did you try chewing gum and walking at the <laughs> same time? Bella's like, No, I punched a werewolf in the face, and he goes, Badass, you'll make one tough little newborn. Rosalie slams down her magazine and storms out, and then Bella follows her. What could have happened instead was this could have been a trigger for Rosalie to suddenly say, Bella, can I talk to you alone? Yep. Just as simple. That's all that needed to happen. And I'm like, either way, it's like, it's a weird flow of exposition because, like, it's not how they did it in the book. They're just, like, reframing, restructuring to make it fit into the movie plot, which I'm like, yeah, I get Mm -hmm. it. Because the book, it was like a weird sandwich thing and they cut out alice kidnapping bella because yeah it didn't have a point in the film there was no reason for it you didn't need to have the all all three times edward tried to control bella's life yeah you know we just needed one instance we're like okay we get the point and then we see bella rebel and that's all we needed Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. but yeah i agree with that i also Mm -hmm. I agree, like, my, my, I realized while rereading the book and, you know, watching the movie, I, the tent scene is actually one of my favorite scenes in the book. I love hearing Edward, I just, you don't hear them talk, and I'm, it's so fascinating to me to listen to them, like, try to understand each other, and they're realizing they're more alike than they, like, actually think they are, and they quickly shut it down. They're like, oh god, I think I might like this person as a friend. No. I hate this guy. Fuck this guy. Uh- Okay, listen, I need to talk about the tent scene, because I agree with you. I I really like the dynamic between Taylor and uh, Rob in that scene. I think it's really, really good. The tent scene is a core memory for me. When I think about Twilight, the tent scene is the first thing that comes to mind. When I was, like... 13 and watching these films for the first time 
Breaking Dawn Part 2 hadn't even come out yet. Oh. I was at my cousin's house. We were having a sleepover, and her mom decided we should watch the first three Twilight movies together. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. The only film I remember is Eclipse. <laughs> I remember Eclipse vividly. And specifically, I remember that fucking tent scene <laughs> and Edward say, er, and Jacob saying you'd warm up faster if you took your clothes off. Oh, the, oh, I am hotter than you. <laughs> a core memory. Other core memories from that film. Um, the assault scene. Oh, Something yes. about how terrible that green screen was That's just so made bad. my brain go... Um, <laughs> so bad. So bad. <clears throat> um, the Jasper uh, backstory, for whatever reason... Rose's backstory. These are core memories for me. Mm -hmm. And they are the only way that I thought about the Twilight Saga for years. Like, for ten full years. Until I rewatched them, like, uh, two summers ago. Oh my god. (laughs) That's that's so funny to me. (laughs) I like how that was your memory with it. I... I... It's hilarious to me because I wasn't uh, twi-hard in in real time when it was all happening the way you were, just Mm -hmm. because it wasn't media I was exposed to. But then I was exposed to it at, like, the key age to be exposed to it, right? Like, 13, 14, prime age to be exposed to Twilight. And I continued to hate it. Because the only memory I had of it was the Eclipse film. Fucking rip. (laughs) That's not the one you want to remember. That's the one I forget. It's so easily forgettable. It's so easily the worst film in the entire saga. Oh, I just... Was this the movie we watched when we were at the Airbnb in Kinfucky this past summer? Because I know we watched... No, we watched New Moon. Oh, damn. I was hoping we had watched this one. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, because you, you had already introduced uh, our friend to the first Twilight film, and we said, don't show her New Moon. We all want to watch it together and make fun of it. it was so but good. the problem is, New Moon is objectively the one that there is the least to make fun yeah. of, which is why, for a very long time, it was my least favorite of <laughs> all five films. Because I was like, I can't, I can't shit all over this as easily no, as the good. others. I don't want to watch it. Also, because there wasn't enough Edward in it for me, True. and I wanted more Cullen content. Fair enough. Fair enough. But- <laughs> I was like, I know, because I know she's seen Eclipse, because she she hated Eclipse. She thought it was awful, which I don't blame her, because it's like, it feels like it doesn't belong in the Twilight Cinematic Universe, if that makes any sense. Like, something about the vibes feel <laughs> The TCU, if you will. <laughs> the TCU. Oh, hi, Zella. I'm sorry. Oh, I just hit her with my headphones. Oh, sorry, baby. Hi, Zella. Hi, Zella. Oh, hey, oh. Baby. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna keep all this in, by the way. I, 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 <laughs> but okay, here's why. It's got such a weird, gritty tone to it, and I'm like, this is fucking eclipse. Why is it so gritty? You know, like I. You want to know why? It's because the director. Silly, you gotta put your head back on the bed, honey. My shoulder is not a pillow. This is not sustainable. It's <laughs> it's because the director is uh, notable for gritty, macabre movies. Uh, yeah, and I'll do it. Yeah, and so then he made Eclipse gritty and macabre. No, babe, that's Wanted not it. a quote-unquote edgier Twilight. It's so much is, You can't do that. Which isn't the point of Twilight. No. Twilight is angst, but it's not edge. It's campy angst. There's there's a difference between those two things, and the reason that you don't understand that is because you Lord. are a grown man. Yeah. He was, like, the thing about, like, New Moon, it was a great movie and directed by a man. That just worked out, I guess. But this mm-hmm. one, it, this is why it shouldn't be directed by a man, because he did it wrong. He made it really weird and gritty, and the tone is so weird with the books, and it clashed a lot, because I'm like, but it really isn't that deep. Like, it's not that serious. It's fine. Like, you're just mm-hmm. making this way more dramatic and edgy than it needs to be. 
but it's not but somehow it wasn't angsty enough like that's the thing eclipse is a very angsty little book he didn't add mm-hmm. any angst he made it edgier instead and i'm like this is this is not the right trade here mm-hmm. i'm like bella is torn between like two two halves of her life you know and that was a little bit more prominent oh bye zilla i gotta let her out okay. hold on I need the record to show that Zilla just abandoned me only to go into the next room and sleep on the guest bed. That's really rude of her. <laughs> I feel like maybe she was just done hearing about Eclipse. She was like, yeah, I get it. It sucks. Moving on. <laughs> like, I guess me too, Zilla. But also, eh. Also. Where were we? Oh, I was talking about how he, like, made the like what i feel like is the angstiest of the twilight movies into the edgiest and that was the wrong trait mm-hmm. to make okay because it was and they i just didn't like it i liked how they made like the love triangle more prominent in this movie that was a good move because i felt like mm-hmm. bella had more at stake and her yeah her stakes were raised a little bit more and mm-hmm. she had a bigger choice and the choice was still a little obvious what she was gonna do but like mm-hmm. she was like pondering a bit more right right and i i still don't know if i believed that bella genuinely had feelings for jacob but i could believe that those could develop Mm -hmm. like jacob was not an irredeemable character yes and so it didn't bug me that they were setting it up like a love triangle because he was still a viable if not necessarily option for Bella, he was a viable character. Yes. He was somebody I could actually find myself rooting for, which was, mm-hmm. I guess, it was nice. And I wish that's what Stephanie would have done in the books, because I literally don't like Jacob in the books anymore. I had him for a hot second mm-hmm. there. And even in the movie, like, it still was assault, but they did a better job going about it than the book. Mm-hmm. Like, Jacob was less of an ass. I mean, he still was an ass because he kissed Bella without her permission. Yeah. But he didn't... But he at least apologized yeah, for it. and he didn't say she wanted it. Yeah. Which was nice. And they made Charlie not a dick in that scene, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But Charlie, they just made Charlie not a dick in this movie, for the most part. Yeah. Which was wonderful. Like, he was an emotionally unaware dad yeah he made suggestions that weren't always appropriate Mm -hmm. but that's just because he didn't know what was going on not because he was listening like in the book he listens to bella and what she has to say and then completely dismisses her yeah and that's not move in this one he just gives off big awkward dad energy yeah Speaking of big awkward dad energy, the sex talk makes a lot more sense in the film. It does. It does a lot better in the film because it's prefaced by a discussion that is prompted by Bella in which she dis- she asks her dad if he still believes that marriage is a good I- is a good idea mm-hmm. or a good thing. And he then talks to her about marriage and then says, "But you don't like want to have to get married because you weren't careful." And she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, well, when a man and a woman love each other very much. <laughs> and so it, it works. And it's played for laughs yeah. in an appropriate manner. Yes. Like. It's funny. It's this, awkward. This this film tries to be funny in a lot of moments. Yeah. This is one of the few moments where the joke actually lands. Yeah. they. That was the thing with this movie. They really could not find a tone. To save mm-hmm. their lives. I'm like, you can't be super edgy and funny at the same time. You have to, like, pick a lane. Like, mm-hmm. you can be campy, and I'm fine with you being campy because it fits very, very well. But you can't be edgy and campy. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. If I may take a moment, I would like to discuss uh, some things that have always bothered me about this film that exists as a core memory. Go for it. Thing number one. Bella and Edward sitting next to each other at graduation. I understand fully that this is done for a camera angle and to get a shot of them sitting together at graduation. It's stupid. I hate it. There's no way that Edward Cullen 
and Bella Swan would be anywhere near each other in the lineup for graduation. Mm -hmm. You know how I know this? Because I had to sit next to a kid that I had not spoken to since fifth grade and a kid who I did not know I existed in high school for graduation. That would never happen. That has always bothered me. I hate it very much. Also, what bothers me is that... uh, in the vampire training montage, which uh, is objectively what New Moon was missing, which it, it, yes. it was missing a vampire montage. Yes, it sort. was. In the first film, we had the baseball scene, and in this film, we have the training scene. And we needed a vampire montage yes, in New Moon. That's did. what it was missing. But in that training montage that we get in this film, Rosalie is the only one who loses her fight. Yeah. And that is a crime. Rosalie can fuck some bitches up. I know mm-hmm. she can. She has the gusto. That's fucking rude. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, spoiler for Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> Rosalie and Emmett are the only couple that remains completely intact at the end of that battle. Yeah. So, you're not gonna sit here and tell me that in Eclipse she lost her battle when in Breaking Dawn Part 2. Her and Emmett were, like, the only ones left standing. OP. Yeah, they, they were, were OP. They were. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Rose, Rose they, the movie just... I feel like, you know, he was directed by a man, so therefore he can't understand a complex female character, I guess, and has to portray her a certain way. And can't dive much deeper than that because he's like, oh, she's a side character, so I'm not going to dive she's, deep. She's a bitch who is concerned with her aesthetic and her appearance. Yeah. And because she is a bitch, she will lose her fight. Yep. She is one-dimensional. Like, she, her story is two-dimensional. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. She's written as a two-dimensional character. But then she is simultaneously portrayed as a one-dimensional character mm-hmm. because even though she has this... um this complexity of her backstory and what she truly wants in life, she is still portrayed throughout the entire film as the one-note bitch. Yep. She's just the mean girl. Mm-hmm. And I hate it for her. Same. Because there's so much more under the surface. I'm like, she's mean for a reason. It's because she wants to protect her family against Mm -hmm. danger that bella does bring like sorry bella girl you do bring a lot of bad things to the collins and rosalie wants to protect her family so she's gonna be a little bit of a bitch because she doesn't trust bella quite yet i mean even now at this point she does trust bella but she's like listen i feel like you haven't fully considered your options you might be a little bit biased i want to help you see the other side of things from a different perspective Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. older sister type has seen the real world has seen some shit is a little bit of a bitch and kind of a hard ass because of it, but is soft underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. But they said, no, she's just a bitch. Oh, I have thoughts about the kissing oh. on the mountain scene between Bella and Jacob. Ooh, yes. I just have a fun fact. So, originally, they did the thing in the book where Bella can see their future together, and, like, they had this weird little flash moment, flash forward, I guess, of, like, Bella and Jacob's children, and they tried to ageify Taylor and Kristen, but it was so bad that they cut it, because they looked horrible. (laughs) And I just think it's funny. And I also love that they're the same height, because Bella's on a rock. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's that's what we're here for. I need to know now whether or not this film came out before Deathly Hallows Part 2. Ooh. This film came out in 2010, and Part 2 of Deathly Hallows was released in 2011. So oh, okay. I was just like, what was the ageifying technology like then? Because the uh, what, what happened in Part 2 of Deathly Hallows was not good. <laughs> no. But it was kind of better than i expected they they got some of them right and then some of them Mm -hmm. horribly wrong we can discuss this more when we cover the harry potter series but which will not be for a long time after i'm so brain dead from of series no no No. we're gonna do 
some one-offs yeah some one-offs and also i feel like the next series would be the percy jackson series and not harry potter oh yeah and that would take us a full year to get through because there are a total of 15 books yeah lots and lots of books we're not doing another series after twilight for a good hot second because this is Mm -hmm. a lot of work yeah but anyway anyways I guess I can't expect less from the studio that made Chuck Esme. I was going to say, I mean, we've all... I said, I I mean, I can't expect more from yeah. the studio that made Chuck Esme. That's, like, that, that, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've seen the work that they do on uh, re- regurgitation, rotisserie, and breaking down part two. And it's, it's not good. So I can mm-hmm. only... And that was after this movie. That was a whole movie after this movie. That's a fun mm-hmm. There was a whole film between those. A <laughs> whole film between them. And she, you know, resume is ugly as sin and terrifying. So. Remorse. Remorse. <laughs> looks atrocious. I can only imagine what an aged up Kristen and Taylor look like. I would like to see the deleted scene, though. Mm-hmm. So I can laugh at it. That scene is also a core memory for me. Same. Is them kissing. Same. Mm-hmm. I think, I remember when I saw the movie, I was like, hell yeah. But also, the score slapped in that portion. Like, the, the violins were swelling. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And the mountain was aesthetically pleasing. I was like, this is a gorgeous, beautiful shot. And oh. I I also think it was, like, the sexiest kiss I'd ever been allowed it to was. view up until that point. Like, there were while watching that film something inside of me was like i should i should cover my eyes right like i if i were watching this with my mother she'd be telling me to cover my eyes yes god i saw and now i'm like oh it's a kiss yes like of all the movies to see with your mom and your grandmother i saw breaking dawn part one with them so i'm traumatized I'm having a bad time. <laughs> Literally saw all the other movies with my friends, but that one had just, you know, just had to be with two maternal figures in my life, and I had to watch a sex scene with both of them. Awful. See, I think I could, I think as an adult, I could do that with my grandmother. Not with my mom, no. though. Even now, when there's a sex scene in, like, a movie on TV, when we're watching... I pretend I'm not watching it. Same, I look at my phone immediately. I'm like, phone, look down. My sister does the same thing, because we're just like, I don't... And my dad sometimes changes the channel, because it makes everybody uncomfortable. We don't want to talk about it. But if you're watching it just with your sister, no one cares. No, it's fine. (laughs) Parents... And then, ugh, my mom told me she watched Bridgerton, and then I had to think about how we had seen the same sex scenes, and I was mortified. I had to go take, like, a rest for the the rest of the day. I had to go sit down and cool off, because I was like, I don't want to think about how we've seen the same saucy scenes. My future mother-in-law asked me when Bridgerton first came out if it was any good and if she should watch it, and I said, I don't feel comfortable recommending that show to you. <laughs> No Sabotage. part of me is comfortable recommending a show with that much sex to my mother-in-law. There's no. so much ass. There's so much. Within the first two yeah. minutes, the opening narration of that show. Ass. ass. Just a whole, a whole bare ass. ass. Bare ass man. And I'm like, I can't believe my mother, first of all, she loves this show. I can't believe we have all seen this show and we're sitting here talking about it. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> zero out of ten awful anyway anyway do we have anything else to discuss about the eclipse film i oh i want to talk I about don't bella's, think I have... bella's monologue at the end can we kind of talk about this monologue for a second that was not in the book yes why like i get it but it was like the worst written monologue i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> This wasn't a choice between you and Jacob. It was a choice between who I am and who I should be. I've always been out of step. I literally had this memorized as a 13-year-old. Please re-memorize it and then add it to your monologue rotation for auditions. Oh, no. I've... Walks into my audition, an audition, be like, "Hi, I'll be doing Isabel from Measure for Measure, also Bella from Eclipse." Thank you. 
immediately resume headshot ripped in half. They'd be like, I never <laughs> want to see this bitch again. Please stop acting forever. It's just, they really were like, Bella had a tough choice and I'm going to milk it for everything it's worth. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why with this monologue though? Also, the the heavy-handed over-explanation of her being destined to be a vampire has no place in this film yeah. when that's entirely what Breaking Dawn Part 2 is about. Yeah. It's like it's like Stephanie Meyer foreshadowing right there. They're like, I'm going to shove it down your throat that mm-hmm. this girl... In the last book was 110% out by the time this film was made. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they, they just spread it on so thick and i'm like you didn't have to do that i'm like we have you're making two more of these legit i'm like how dumb do you think your audience is are you serious like these girls are reading fan fiction we are picking out little pieces of like written literature it's i'm like we're smart as hell we don't need you to shove it down our throats thank you (laughs) sorry i'm as someone who reads more fanfiction than anything else that she reads, fanfiction is not a mark of an intelligent human. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll say it's not. I've read some weird fanfiction in my day. And it's one fanfiction series that's now a trashy ro- romance movie on Netflix. It's after. After, is it Harry Styles' you... Wattpad? No, I know fiction. that. Did you read that fanfiction? Yeah, I did. I read it so much Harry Styles fanfiction. Did you read it while it was being published? No, I read it before. I read it on the internet first, before it was a book, before it was a movie. Oh my god. And I recommended it to our friend who likes to watch horrible movies with her boyfriend. And I was like, so watch this movie. Just so you know, it's based off a Harry Styles fanfiction. I want you to think about this while you are watching it. She was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, and I love it. I've never understood why she likes to cause herself pain. I don't either. But, you know, I love, big Capricorn energy. It really is. And I'm like, I love hearing about it. I love bonding with you over this trashy romance movie. I'm not watching any of the other horrible movies, but yeah. <laughs> but that's all I have about Eclipse. Not a good time. Horrible wigs. Yeah. <laughs> not a good time. Horrible wigs hottest actors worst oh, wigs yes taylor lautner was at his prime in this movie he looked so damn good i was like mm-hmm. thirsting after him mm-hmm. amazing one thing i forgot to mention before we do a zillennial okay. quiz taking time is uh i need to quote seth clearwater on <laughs> bella's first introduction to him jake introduces her to seth and says, Bella, I'd like you to meet the newest member of the pack, Seth Clearwater. And Seth says, and I quote, newest, bestest, brightest, and then just grins. And I'm like, sweet baby angel boy. I want to pinch his cheeks. He is so cute. And Boo Boo Stewart is so (laughs) hot now. Go look up a picture of him. He's so hot. (laughs) I want to clarify the now in Alyssa's sentence. I do too, because he, I, he, now he is very <laughs> hot. He was, a, he was hot. a cutie patootie little baby boy. Yeah, he was. In the films. I loved him dearly, and I was, mm-hmm. I had a crush on him, definitely, as a child. When it was age appropriate. Yeah, when it was age appropriate too. I don't have a crush on Seth Clearwater. I really want to make that clear. Now I have a crush but on- But she does have a crush on Boo Boo Yeah, Stewart. like, it's transcend. <laughs> I like, the crush grew with Boo Boo. Like, we aged together. The crush grew. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do a millennial quiz taking time. Let's go. I'm ready. So, Alyssa, what's the quiz we have for today? I have to pull it up because I forgot. Um, so, if you were in the Twilight series, would you be a human, vampire, or a werewolf? Ooh fascinating what do you think you're gonna get predictions i'm either gonna be a human or a vampire i also want to believe that about myself but there's a part of me that's like nah you're gonna get werewolf bitch (laughs) (laughs) just watch it's gonna be like you're a werewolf and i'm like incorrect (laughs) i don't claim that energy buzzfeed
It was a very short quiz. Okay. It was a very short quiz, uh, but I have my result I now, do and I, I'm not disappointed with it, but I'm very disturbed by the GIF. I feel like we got the same one then. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... I don't like watching wanna, this loop. Want to go on three again? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Vampire. vampire. Yep, it's, it's, yep. it's the GIF of... Bella being bitten by James and her weird, like, moan face. Yep. And I don't like having to watch it over and over. Alyssa, read the description. Okay. You are cool and collected. You're also not afraid to bare your teeth and fight for what you believe in. I hate that. I hate it. Ew. 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 You're also, also not afraid to talk... bare your teeth. Wink, wink. Ugh. I want to talk about how... In this film, Bella's James Scar moves. It does? Oh, I didn't no notice long... it. I only noticed it because in the scene where she has, like, the prophetic dream and realizes that Victoria is behind oh, everything, yeah. she's wearing a tank top while she sleeps, mm-hmm. and there's a silver scar on her upper arm, not on her forearm. Oh, what the fuck? Admittedly, I didn't see her forearm, so I may not be correct. Yeah. But I think that it was moved. I don't put it past this them film. to have a continuity error like that. Also, I want to discuss how many hundreds of girls do you think got a James, like, vampire bite tattoo? Oh my god. During the peak of Twilight. Oh, I'm so glad I was 13. I'm so glad I was not old <laughs> enough to get a tattoo. Oh my god. Would you have done it? No, not that, but I probably would have gotten something stupid. <laughs> god blessed me. He knew. <laughs> so I wanted to dye my hair like darker brown. My hair is already dark brown. I wanted to dye it darker because of Twilight. It's like, and I I wanted to somehow become like paler. I wanted to look like Bella, and I was like, how do I become paler? So I wore jeans all summer. It was awful. <laughs> Emotional damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder no one had a crush on me in middle school. I wouldn't have either. Who would have wanted to go out with a Twilight-obsessed, like, quiet girl? Last night, I was lying in bed staring at the ceiling when I couldn't fall asleep, and suddenly my brain decided to ask me if I thought that every boy who had a crush on me in middle school was only faking. And I was like, I didn't need this right now. Oh, that used to be me, and one time I got asked out by a guy during lunch, and I said no because I thought it was a joke, and we were friends, so I thought he was tricking me, and it turns out he wasn't, and I hurt his feelings. I wasn't allowed to have boyfriends in middle school, like, I wasn't supposed to start dating until I was 16, and uh, in the sixth grade, one of my male friends liked me and I liked him back and for Valentine's Day our school did this thing where like for a dollar you could buy a carnation Same. and he bought me a pink carnation and tried to give it to me at the end of the day and I just looked at him and frantically shook my head and I said give it to your mom and then I ran away oh my god (laughs) oh no My best friend throughout middle and high school quotes it as one of the best moments of his life That's because funny. he watched it all happen and had to stick his head in his locker because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my god. I want to know who let middle schoolers do that. Why was there a giant carnation Valentine's Day sale? Oh, they used to stress me out so much. I always hoped for a pink carnation and I never got one. I always bought just a crap ton of them and took them home because carnations are my favorite flower scent. I think they are the prettiest smelling flower oh, ever. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they aren't, like, a, the most aesthetically pleasing flower to me, but yeah. I think they're my favorite flower because they're beautiful and simple and they smell amazing. They do smell good. I do agree with that. I think lilacs are my favorite, though. I love... I used to walk past a lilac bush on the way to work last year, and I was like, it was the best thing I've ever smelled. Every single day, I, I like, would huff that lilac scent, and I'm like, oh, I'd stick my head. I'd be like, should I stick my head in this bush? No, because I am downtown Madison. People are going to think I'm fucking crazy, but I want to. Anyway. Maybe that's what Edward smells like. 
Does Edward smell like lilacs? I sure hope he does. Or does he smell like someone who sticks his head in a lilac bush? Both. You know, <laughs> both. You know, if anybody has a good lilac perfume they want to send my way, I won't say no to it. So I'm <laughs> on the hunt, and I have not found anything I liked quite yet. Alyssa... Where can they find this nonsense podcast? <laughs> so you can find our nonsense on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, subscribe and give us a five-star rating because we want people to find us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts, go ahead and send us an email at tnsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. This week, once again, please do send us uh, what you think Edward smells like. You could tweet at us to let us know mm -hmm. um, and let us know why he smells that way. Yeah specifically why he smells that way mm -hmm. i'm less concerned with what he smells like and more concerned with how he gets a, a, a smell yeah i'm very curious what are we sniffing when we're sniffing edward cullen what's the cause what does he smell like inquiring minds want to know <laughs> <laughs> well guys thanks for joining us for this we're one. on to breaking dawn it's the last book Finally. Finally, it's the thickest book, too. So it's going to be a two-parter yeah. and then a one-parter for the movie because it didn't need to be split into two parts in the first place. Well, don't speak too soon. Well, you never we know. You can hope that it'll be a one-parter, but if they felt the need to split it into two movies, I might have a need to split it into two podcast episodes. Yeah. Breaking Dawn Part 1 is potentially my favorite film. It's so, so good. I love it. It's a good one. <laughs> But we'll talk about that with Breaking Dawn. I'm sure there will be lots of things to say. Oh, yes. So, friends, stay safe. Yeah. Stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Stay hot. Stay hot. Go super hot. Go get some angled parking and stay sexy. Yeah, do a Y-turn. Do a Y-turn for shits and giggles. Take a hot girl shower. Take a hot girl shower. I have a perfect formula for a hot girl shower. I'll share that another Do time. Do a face mask. Yes. Light a candle. Yeah. Bake some, like, cookies or something. Do something, like, Spray nice Spray some something. lilac perfume. Yeah. Buy yourself carnations. Do something nice for yourself. It's that time of year. Yeah. It's literally Valentine's Day season. Go buy yourself yes. some carnations. And while you're at it... Buy some for someone you care about. Yes. Be, be <laughs> cute. Be wholesome. You are your own Valentine. Love it. <laughs> okay, y'all. Thanks for joining us for whatever the fuck this yeah, was. This was very chaotic. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I did too. Thing. It was a fun time. <laughs> okay. We'll see y'all in two weeks yes. for Breaking Dawn. Yes. Yay. See y'all then. See you then. Bye. Bye.